Hello, everyone. This is the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series AL Wild Card Round Game 1. Uh, Rays drop it by a score of 2-1 to one against the Cleveland Guardians. Shane Bieber working into the eighth inning, giving up the one run on the Jose Siri solo shot. Shane McClanahan working deep into this game as well, uh, giving up just the two-run home run to Jose Ramirez that gave the Guardians the lead, uh, which they ultimately never gave back. So, yeah, the Rays are now on the brink of elimination, just one day into the postseason. Uh, it's a little bit different as a wild card team in previous years. If you lose this first game, you're done. So it's not over yet, but um, a poor showing from the offense, kind of what how I feared this game would go uh, when me and uh, Darby and Cole previewed this series, looking at this first pitching matchup. Obviously, you feel optimistic with Shane McClanahan on the mound, um, but to have uh, Shane Bieber on the other side, right, the Battle of the Shanes, there was always a possibility that the game would end this way, that they'd be able to uh, take Bieber past the seventh inning, which they did, turn it over to their great bullpen, Manuel Classe. He was the one that got it uh, in the to finish the eighth and then come in for the ninth. And uh, that's how it ended, two to one. So now I see Darby's in here. Um, Darby, I've just kind of given the rundown of how the game went, but uh, I'm interested to hear hear your thoughts because this is kind of how, when we talked about this on the preview podcast, how, how we expected this one to play out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was some trying to get on there, but um, uh, hopefully you can all hear me well. So, yeah, it was – Yes. I feel like this game went pretty much exactly the way we were expecting it to go. Um, so maybe fearing to go, but, like, this was two really good starting pitchers. And while – McClanahan down the stretch we had talked about in the preview pod had looked uh, a little bit more hittable, a little shakier, not as, not as sharp, not as clean. Um, today he looks fantastic. I mean, he was, he, he had one mistake and that's it. And other than that, he was absolutely crushing, uh, cruising a couple of blue pits here and there from Cleveland, which happens, but he was getting K's, he was getting whiffs. It was such uh, so refreshing to see uh, Shane just absolutely uh, shove, and it's one of those things where, as putting aside the rest of it, seeing Shane McClanahan come out there and be an ace and go toe to toe with with a, a, another guy, another Shane in Bieber, who who really pitched a hell of a game in his own right. I think that was one of those things where, again, it was just going to come down to mistakes. Shane Bieber made one mistake uh, to Jose Siri. He actually made two. I mean, Jose Siri had two pretty good barrels off of him. One leaves the yard. Shane had one mistake, and it was to the best hitter in the American League. So great pitching matchup, like we thought. Offense, very hard to come by. I think I expected it to be the first score wins. Uh, turns out it was the second score that won. Um but you know that's that's sort of how it goes, right? It's uh, it's a close series. There's not going to be a lot of offense here. There's going to be a lot of good pitching, and not a lot of base runners, and just hope for the best. And today, at the very least, the positives are that Shane McClanahan looked every bit the ace that we were hoping for him to be, and he gave him a chance to win. 
For sure. Uh, and I just want to run down the format for these spaces and what they'll be as podcasts. So basically, if you're familiar with the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series, we do instant reactions after every postseason game. This year is no different except we're taking it to Twitter spaces. So uh, today it's going to be myself, uh, Darby, and Elijah breaking down the game like we would in a podcast format. And then we're going to get a chance to hear from you guys, the listeners, either with questions or comments or just, you know, want to throw in your two cents. So uh, for the first, you know, few minutes, it's going to be me, Elijah, and Darby. And then we'll start to bring in some some listeners um, that, that want to contribute to the conversation. But I see Elijah in here now. Elijah, who's on Twitch, live streaming the game. Elijah, uh, what, what were your thoughts? Just kind of uh, how, how are you reacting to this game one loss? We shoved. We played okay defense. You know, the, the, everybody walls didn't come back to bite us, but there was no adjustment offensively, and I feel like that's what costed us. But we knew going in, one wasn't going to do it. You know, you got to put up a crooked number to win. So the result doesn't shock me, at least with the with the last three weeks the Rays have been playing. But, you know, it's the postseason. If you know a guy – is throwing cutters and sliders outside and you keep swinging at it, you're not going to get a heater middle-middle unless, you know, you hit a mistake out like Jose Siri did. So arms are fine. Like Clevenger looked great. McClanahan looked like the study was in the first half. You know, they got he's been this whole year, but you, you got to come through on the offensive end, you know. Cleveland, Cleveland did the things they needed to do offensively. They got runners on. You know, they, they created they, – there was, you know – it feels like it feels like they went into it with a game plan. Okay, they're going to give us, you know, take what you can get and go for it rather than, I don't know, man. Raise, you have to adjust. I don't think, like, uh, Bieber didn't really throw much of anything inside today. Everything was sliders and cutters on the outside part of the plate, and we just we just didn't we didn't do anything with them. I mean, I think it's safe to say the Rays would have been better off for good chunks of this game just not taking the bat off their shoulders. Now, that's not to say that, uh, you know, they would have – Bieber would have just walked everyone, but it would have forced Bieber to to change up his, his own uh, scheme and how he was going to attack this lineup because, like you said, Elijah, everything on the outer part of the zone, Rays were chasing it all day, and, and that cutter, I mean, it was on. It was great. But if the Rays just leave their bat on the shoulders a few more times, I think you, you force him to – to work more in the zone where you can make some hard contact. You saw the one mistake that Bieber did make was, was that Jose Siri home run. Um, and, and again, looking back at this, if I'm looking at each three games individually, and we, we have no idea what the pitching would look like in a game three, if the Rays get there, I looked at this game with, with the least amount of confidence. Uh, I looked at, uh, at Shane McClanahan and some of the struggles he had. And again, he proved me wrong in this game. He looked incredible, uh, but you knew on the other side, he was going to be matched by Shane Bieber. And it, it felt like the Rays' offense, the way they, things have been going, weren't going to be able to put up the runs. Now, that concern could, could, could carry over into tomorrow, right? It's going to be Tristan McKenzie tomorrow. And if you, win on, if you win on Saturday, you get Cal Quantrill on Sunday. Two also very good pitchers. On the bright side, though, you've got Tyler Glass now on the mound tomorrow. And Garrett Clevenger is the only reliever that pitched in this game. You've got a fully rested bullpen. Clevenger could go again tomorrow if need be because he did look, like Elijah said, really good in this game. I think he, he proved today why he was on this postseason roster. Um, I, I've been really impressed by him. Um, and, yeah, I think, yes, you, you can talk about the offense and, and how much it struggled. 
at the end of the day, though, this is the postseason. Runs come at a premium. We looked at the Vegas total for this game. It was set at five and a half, and it was juiced to the under. I mean, that is an incredibly low total, especially I mean, even in the postseason when runs do come at a premium. So this game kind of played out, you know, when the lineups were posted, exactly how I thought. I thought it could be 3-2 or 2-1, one way or the other. If you had a run around base when, when Siri collided with that pitch, you know, you're tied this game. You win this game. So it, it's disappointing, and it's, it is, it's weird right now, right, because the only other time where we've had this three-game series format was in 2020 with the expanded postseason in the COVID season. Um, but it's, it's weird to lose game one and then be on the ropes already, like immediately, the very next day, another noon first pitch. I know I am li- currently recording this at my, my, my workplace right now. It's still the middle of the work week. So it's a little bit difficult. Darby, I know it's, it's even earlier for you out on the West Coast. Um, but w- what are your thoughts going into game two? Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's kind of cruel. I can't even like, uh, have a beverage without feeling like a complete degenerate, right. (laughs) To watch the race game. Um, so, so latte it is, um, which just makes me more jittery for this. That's like, even it's even, it's like very cruel fate. Uh, yeah. So game two, I mean, I, it, same, it's like the exact, it's like the exact same thing. You have Shane Bieber who is just punished the rays outside and just kept going further and further away and making them try to poke something the other way. And they just kept pulling off of it, swinging out of the zone, whipping out of the zone and trying to pull. And you, you just can't do that with a guy that can, that can kind of move the cutter like he does. And actually almost the, the righty heavy approach almost failed them in that way because everybody was pulling off of it. I mean, Margot in particular, I think going into tomorrow with McKenzie, who's going to, again, just absolute, lace in curveballs like he has one of the best he's going to keep bending pitches in there and the goal is going to be take what you can get try to get on base maybe get a little lucky here but i'm i'm hope i kind of want to see a little shake up in the lineup like I, I don't think walls even though he's a switch hitter a lefty i don't know i think i almost would rather have a paredes even though he is a very pull heavy guy I almost would like to see, you know, David Peralta in there. I know that the, the, the splits probably do favor righties against these guys with a lot of breaking balls rather than fastballs. But I don't know, maybe just a little shakeup because Margot, while defensively great, has definitely been, I think, a little overeager. Uh, Doug Glanville, I can't think, nailed it. Uh, he's been very pull happy. He's kind of been a little jumpy. Maybe a nice veteran Peralta, if he's healthy enough to go, um, might be the option there. I don't think we're going to see Jonathan Aranda outside of a pinch hit role. I don't think we're going to see Bruhan start, but I, I could see some a little bit of a shakeup in the lineup. I wouldn't expect though a lot of runs. I think I think we are seeing a you know a heavyweight fight where it's just going to be lots of lots of defense, lots of pitching, and then maybe somebody pokes through for a run or two and that's that's going to be kind of the game. So I think this the game script from the first one is going to be there for the next one. Brisk game, lots of good pitching, runs at a, at a total premium. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Elijah, I mean, Tyler Glass now, we're expecting four innings tomorrow. One, could you see him going further past that four? And if not, like say four innings is his cap and we get great stuff, it's maybe zero or just one run. What do you think the plan is the rest of the way for the pitching in game two? I feel like game two is a kitchen sink because you can go, you like you said, the only reliever used was Clevenger. So you, everybody, anybody can be used. Rasmussen, Springs, and then work it all the way down from Rayleigh to Fairbanks to, who am I missing? Javi Guerra in a, if you need you one out, you need a guy. You still to, got Corey Kluber. You still got Kluber, yeah. So the season's on the line tomorrow. I feel like every everybody that is available is available. So you know, it's all hands on deck and piecemeal it from there. But I don't think I don't think Glass gets through the order two times. Maybe one and a half, and then go from there. But you can't. Even if you get Ramirez. Or Jimenez, I'll say, if they get on, if they get up to the plate and there's not a base available to walk them or pitch around them, you'll probably see a pitching change. That's kind of the way we expect as Rays fans going into this. It's all hands on deck. However, you get it done, you get it done, no matter what. So, yeah, I mean, it is interesting. And in, in Mark Topkin reported today that Drew Rasmussen would be available out of the bullpen today, and we had kind of, I think, penciled him in as Sunday's starter. Uh, you know, if he went to a game three and if everything was otherwise normal, and I know you can't expect normal in the postseason, um, but I think it, it's just proving that the plan is very fluid. And luckily, you you got seven really strong innings from Shane McClanahan. You have a visiting team and you were losing, so you only needed to throw one more inning. It was Garrett Clevenger. Uh, you reset tomorrow. I, I, I think, obviously, Glassnow will get the start. And if he's only going four, it all depends on game state, of course, but I think you do see Jeffrey Springs. Um, but if you need to get, you know, four from Glass now, three from Springs, you know, maybe maybe you'll see Rafferson. If not, you still have him for Sunday. But like I mentioned, you still have Corey Kluber. And if you, you have Kluber and you need to really go all out tomorrow to try to win this game, which you do, uh, you do still have Kluber in, available for, for, for Sunday's game three. And that can provide some length. Um, man, it's just, it, it, yeah, it was, a, I think it didn't, did it have a postseason feel to you guys? Noon first pitch on a Friday. I don't think it was a full sellout in Cleveland. Um, not a lot of high energy moments. Obviously the series home run was great, but it kind of just carried out. It wasn't like a no doubter. Um, you had a weird re- replay where did Jose Ramirez or did Rosario touch second base on the home run? Uh, did it, did it have a postseason feel to you guys? I think it had a postseason feel for sure. Uh, I think the, I, I think the thing is, it had a feel, but it definitely still feels like it, it does feel a little different than like the ALCS or the ALDS. Like this definitely feels more postseason, like the wild card single games, which were sort of in their own weird, unique little kind of nugget of a game you know, where everything everything is like a do or die situation which is not really how baseball is ever played this one has a similar thing it's a sprint you know it's it's just a three game series but it does still feel like 
Maybe, maybe if it's if the feeling of not postseason, it feels like a important September game, like a yeah. really important September series where you need these wins to position yourself for the postseason, and that's kind of what the wild card round is, right? It's it's basically these teams didn't win their their divisions or, or rank, you know, the highest, the top two. So basically we're going to see how these kind of best of the rest shake out. And then we then start the real, like real, real postseason uh, in the next round. So I think you're sort of, we, we traded the September playoff race baseball and like potential for a uh, game 163 and all of that for a kind of water wild card round that then sets us up into a, a postseason like in earnest, uh, but it, it, it still felt like big. It felt, it felt important. Every pitch sort of felt important, even though it, it was sort of blinking. It's like three innings later. Yeah, it was definitely a fast moving game. Um, either Elijah or Darby, any other moments that we haven't touched on specific moments from the game. So I want to get to um, listener comments and questions and try to get out of here around three o'clock, but any more, uh, any other specific moments from the game that you guys want to touch on? I'm concerned with, of course, I'm concerned with Randy, but I love how the bottom half of the order came through today, especially, you know, Choi had a walk, Walls, I, I know how this community feels about Taylor Walls, but he worked a really good 0-2 to 3-2 walk, and that's what you, that's what you, you know, in postseason, that's what you need out of the bottom of the order, but you need the top of the order to produce. Like, I tweeted going into the ninth inning, Okay, if you were down one run and you had Yandi, Wander, and Randy up, and you needed you needed a run, how good do you feel about it? You know, those are your three best hitters. Didn't really work out today, but you know, you need you need the top of the order to produce. That's what I'm more concerned with. With with four Ks from Randy and Wander not really looking 100. percent Yandi's plate discipline is still there. It's just Doug Eddings' zone is really big, but you need you need the top of the order to produce. I think the uh, other things that for me that stood out, um, Garrett Clevenger, first first reliever out of the pen in a must hold. You know, you cannot give up another run, and he looked again sharp as all hell. That guy was such a huge pickup from the Dodgers, and he is an important part of this bullpen, not just this series, but any future series this year and going into next year. So that was really cool to see. Garrett Clevenger be the guy that that they're they are really confident with, and then the other thing is I, I just we got to give some praise to Jose Siri even more. I mean, this guy came over, you know, potentially the heir apparent to KK. I mean, I think all but a certainty at this point. But like you know, he still technically could have the option picked up, even though they already gave him a a goodbye video while he was still here. But Siri. You know, he, he, he did some good defensive plays today. There wasn't much. The The Guardians didn't really put too many balls into the outfield except for Jose Ramirez. Um, but he had two fantastic swings against Bieber, took one deep all the way to the wall. That that absolutely could have been a home run. He just missed it. little cold air. And then he then got another chance at him and took him deep and out for the run. The power is legit. Siri is just a very fun player, and I think this was a good coming out moment for him as a Rays player. You know, this is this is a huge game, and it also you have Shane Bieber. Tito had to come get Shane Bieber and not let him face Siri a third time. You know, the, when your number nine batter is the guy that the other manager 
has circled as like we are not going to let our guy who is just mowing through everybody face a third time that that's pretty cool and uh yeah so big hat tip to jose siri this this guy really kind of had a great moment for the rays right now and hopefully the first of many uh postseason heroics for jose siri Hopefully, yeah, and that was interesting to see Francona you know, try to debate with himself whether or not to leave Bieber out there to face Siri again. Um, but when you have maybe the best reliever in baseball right now, Emmanuel Classe, sitting in the bullpen, I think that makes that decision a little bit easier. Uh, you can go to him for four outs. That's exactly what he did. Um, and, and you would imagine Classe is available again as soon as tomorrow to, to, to try to close this series. So I want to get to uh, our, some of our listeners. I know Maddox, you've been in here for a while let me uh, bring you on uh maddox uh waiting for you to connect uh what you got though man you there maddox hey guys how's it going thanks for having me on awesome thanks for hopping on thanks for listening what you got yeah i mean i think you guys really hit the nail on the head it was just we knew that going into the game we needed more than uh one one run right i just wasn't going to do it 5Ks from Wander and Yandy's not going to do it either. The The only thing I was thinking about when it came to the eighth inning, um, I love the Bruhan move in the steal. Just got to be aggressive there. Even though Siri was the guy who scared off Bieber, I, I would have liked to see Peralta maybe come in there, right? You know, Siri had been swinging the bat well, but he has a thing against uh, Bieber. And I think just Peralta, the lefty, could have helped us there. So just, just the only thing I wish I would have seen better, but really just got to see the uh, guys come in some more. And hit the ball a little bit from all. Yeah, definitely, and, and thank you, Maddox. Um, I, I had the same. I had the same thought. Um, I thought maybe you either go to Peralta or or maybe even Aranda. You've got Manuel Margot that can slide in center field. Um, I know the Rays are always going to prioritize defense, especially in a close game. Um, they they did put Paredes in over Walls, and then ultimately Bruhan, which would have been a, a defensive upgrade. But I, I was curious to see what they were going to do with Siri's spot after the pitching change was made. Ultimately, I think with a guy like Siri and Elijah and Darby, you guys can hop in here too. Um, it just it feels like he's got that that sneaky pop, and, and he, he had you know the home run, and also another ball hit the deep center field. If someone was just going to get a hold of one off of Class A, which is already difficult, uh, it's already a difficult task. But if someone is to do it, you want someone that's that, that that's got that pop that I think Siri does. I'm not sure if that's what was the decision, or if you just really wanted Jose Siri to stay in the game in center field and as a base runner. Um, if the game were to continue. I, I think it's a good point about, I, I'm also curious to see how Cash uses his pinch hitters uh, and what, in what moments who, who he pinch hits for. Um, I think in that situation with somebody as, I mean, unholy filthy as, as Emmanuel Class A, I think the pinch hit penalty just adds another level of difficulty. So you have Siri, you have a guy who is, at least been swinging the bat well today. It's a different pitcher. It's a totally different scenario. So I I wouldn't have minded seeing a David Peralta or even a Jonathan Aranda in there, but it's a very difficult job to come off the bench cold and then swing against the best closer in baseball. So I think that could have been the deciding factor there. Even over the defense was just, is this a guy, does that benefit? Does that give you enough of a boost in in that situation? And, uh, you know, I, I was a little surprised at the Paredes um, pinch hit in a lot of ways. Be, I mean, I not that I don't think. I think pinch hitting for walls made a lot of sense, but Paredes being a 
kind of the best at what he does is pull and it's high and pull and elevate fastballs, which basically Bieber just doesn't do. And he was never going to give you a, a high fastball. He was able to still put enough contact on it to get a hit. Um, but I, I was actually a little surprised that that wasn't Peralta in that spot to at least try to, uh, I don't know, change the, the type of batter. But um, yeah, especially how with, these with, guys. Especially with, you know, you imagine the plan was, all right, if Paredes gets on base, Bruhan's going to come in. I mean, if you're already not going to put Paredes at second base, it's not a like-for-like replacement. You plan to replace him either on the base paths or defensively, then why not use Peralta? Uh, but maybe the other thought process was, well, if, if we're going to tie this game or get back in this game, uh, we need to do it with, with one swing, and Paredes gives you some more home run power um, than a Peralta does. I think maybe the plan was, okay, we've got um, Bieber, who's been lights out, and Classe, who's warming up in the bullpen. It doesn't look like a good recipe for stringing together hits in the late innings. Um, so maybe that was the decision to go to Paredes. But you've also got Jonathan Aranda. Again, maybe the moment was too big for a guy who's only played in a handful of big league games at this point. Um, but yeah, I think that that was a definitely an interesting choice by Cash. Uh, the Bruhan, uh, the Bruhan pinch, pinch run was great, and Maddox touched on it. Um, it. It made a lot of sense. It was the reason why he was the last man on this roster. We discussed this on on uh, the, the the preview podcast. Um, he he would be able to go in at second base. You could also move him to the outfield if need be. He provides that threat on the bases. Um, I, the only thing I'll say on that is it makes me really nervous watching guys try to slide and stay on the bag. Uh, what she was barely able to do, but I know that that's been a huge thing, especially with the implementation of replay review. Um, I see Devin, you've been on here for a while, so let's bring uh, let's bring Devin on. All right, Devin, you're on the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series. What you got for us? Can you guys hear me? Yes. You there, Devin? Oh, looks like you, you muted yourself. We'll give you a second. Can you guys hear me? Yep, we yeah. can hear you. Yep. All right, we're we're going to try to get Devin back here in just a second. Um, let's go to uh, Rascuda. You've been requested for a while now too. Rascuda, you're live on the podcast series. What's going on, man? Are you there? Can you hear me? Hey, I just want to say I'm, I live in Cleveland, so uh, so oh. yeah, this is this is a hard one. Um, were you were you at the game today? No, I'm going tomorrow. So, okay, you need to bring us some good luck. I know, I hope so. Um, but yeah, I I grew up an Indians fan as a kid, and then as I got older, I kind of picked my own team and I picked the Rays. So, this is a this is a crazy one. So, so do you feel any um, confused allegiances this weekend? Are you all in on the Rays? No, I'm all in on the Rays. That, that's what I like to hear. What's the vibe been like? I got a question for you. What's the vibe been like around Cleveland surrounding this team with the Rays coming to town? Has there been kind of an attitude that this is a very winnable series for the Guardians or, or, or are they as nervous as, as I think some of us are feeling down here in the Tampa Bay area, in the Florida area? Well, what's crazy is, is Cleveland's been dead with baseball this year since they changed the name. Like, nobody supported them at all. And now that they're in the playoffs, you know, they're all talking. But, yeah, they all have confidence. They've been saying for a couple of days now that they could beat the Rays easily. So, Well, well uh, Rascuda, have, have, a, have a great time at the game tomorrow. Hopefully – uh, you can uh, bring us some good luck, and 
we can we can force a game three here. But thank you for coming on today. Uh, next, we've got uh, Hell's Pals. Uh, you are you're live on the D Rays Bay Playoff Podcast series. What's going on? Give him a second. All right. Oh, there you go. Yep. Look, yep. the biggest thing we need to focus on is hitting the ball. Our top three went 0 for 4 each, I believe. Margot didn't get a hit, didn't get walked. I think Choi got walked one time. We need our usual players from the past few years who've been in the playoffs to start hitting the ball, or this series is going to be over tomorrow. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think uh, it's it's definitely something that we want to, you know, we want to see. Uh, I don't know if you need any drastic changes to this lineup. Um, I mean, Elijah, would, would you make any big-time changes? Maybe you put Paredes in for Walls, or, uh, or maybe David Peralta comes back in tomorrow. But would you make any big-time changes to the construction of this lineup? I would move – this is where it gets tricky because you could put – you could put a Herald at first and put Peralta in the DH spot, but you know, it's tricky because like nobody's hot right now. If I, we had a hot bat, you could work it around around that. But I feel like you just have to rely on what's been steady all year. Like rely on Yandy getting on base. We know we know Margot can lay down a bunt single. I don't know if he can do it off Jose Ramirez, but you know, I'm not quite certain. Maybe bump Randy down to the five hole. There's there's things you can do, but it's one game. It's a it's a quick three game set, but it's it's just one game. So I feel I, like I think the, the changes could be more approach based rather than lineup based because I, I like the lineup we put out today. It's just the approach was bad. Yeah, the lineup was spot on for me. Uh, the other question I have is whether Francisco Mejia. Gets a start tomorrow. I know Bethancourt has been a little more productive at the plate, and he's got a great arm, so he adds some value defensively. Um, I like having him in the lineup, and like you said, Elijah, this lineup was spot on for me. Is kind of what I expected. I maybe expected David Peralta to fit in there somewhere, um, but we, you know, Cole Mitchum talked about on the last podcast how. Uh, Bieber, despite being a right-handed pitcher, um, the way it matches up, you might be better off with an extra right-hander in there. So um, they, they went with that today, leaving Peralta on the bench. We didn't see him at all. I, I imagine you'll have to see him tomorrow. Um, and, and I guess the best reason I have for that is that you went out and acquired this guy at the deadline um, and to not have him in the lineup in the postseason now. It's not to say that anybody you go out and trade for should, should be in your lineup every game. Um, but we wanted a left-handed bat at the deadline, and they went and got one. And um, he did well in the regular season. Um, maybe it was, was, was slightly underwhelming, I and mean, he didn't have any home runs, but he's never been a massive home run hitter. Um, so maybe that was slightly disappointing. Darby, what, would you make any changes to this lineup? I think I'd like to see Peralta in there. Uh, again, this is, this is assuming he can go. Like He did have a hip injury near the end of the season, so it's assuming he can still still play the outfield. I'd probably slide him in there and then make the decision of Siri or Margot, and I'd probably leave Siri in center field, Margot off the bench, and get a little more aggressive with pinch hitting later. Um, and I'd put Paredes in for Walls at second base. I think that's your best bat-to-defense ratio. Um, I would not start Aranda. His defense has been a mess, and one run is – 
potentially the game and series season ending play. So I think you have to be really careful there. But I think Paredes has a decent enough glove that he won't like kill you at second base either. Um, Choi and Harold can stay in there. Um, Harold Ramirez is tough because he does, he will swing at everything. And so Cleveland will keep giving him balls out of the zone, but he also can make contact with everything. So it's one of those things where he's somebody that can definitely luck into some, some Babbitt help. Um, but yeah, I, I think the biggest changes I would make is get Peralta starting uh, and then Paredes in for Walls. So basically Peralta in for Margo, Paredes in for Walls. And then catching wise, yeah, maybe you throw in Mejia and maybe see if some new dad energy, you know, that's Bregman's whole second half post or second uh, post uh, baby birth. He became like a, a, you know, vintage Bregman. So maybe that, uh, that new baby power uh, could, could give Mejia another, uh, you know, like give him a, a home run, give Peralta his first home run and uh, push this to a game, uh, game three. Um, I, and I, I would, I know there's a couple more people in the queue. We are going to wrap it up here. Um, I'd, I'd love to have you guys back on tomorrow um, that, that want to, you know, give their input. Hopefully it's in a, in a much, uh, the vibes are a lot better on tomorrow's instant reaction with, uh, with a win and forcing a game three. Uh, but I want to go back to, you know, Elijah and Darby. Final thoughts on, on today. Are, do, you, do you feel despondent? Do you feel like the season's over? Or, or is there some hope going uh, into the weekend? I feel like there, there's hope just solely because we know what this offense is capable of. They just haven't done it yet. But the time's ticking. If, we're gonna, if they're, if they're going to do anything, they got to do it tomorrow because if they don't win tomorrow, there is no tomorrow. So, um, I feel good about it. I feel good about the arms. You got to put up a crooked number to win. You're not going to, I don't think we can win one, nothing with this Cleveland offense, the way they can put balls in play. But I was looking at McKenzie's splits for tomorrow. There's about a 30%. There's about a 30 point uh, jump in OPS for right-handed hitters. I think they might go righty heavy again tomorrow, but we'll, it's, it's yet to be seen. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's where Paredes might um, fill in for walls. I know the defense is important, but, you know, run, you, runs are important on, on both sides right now. And you only scored one today. Uh, you definitely need more tomorrow. Um, Darby, final thoughts? We get to watch Tyler Glasnow pitch tomorrow. Yes. It's always a good day when Tyler Glasnow and that uh, amazing head of hair is on the mound. Um, we get to see another – I think at the end of the day today, this was a 2-1 game. That was the last three games now against the uh, Cleveland Guardians were 2-1. This whole season series has been within one or two runs. These teams really are not overmatched from each other. They are, they are very, very equal. They are very much uh, even. And that means that two more coin flips could easily go the Rays' way. It, it's. I don't think we're going to have a comfortable game in any any way uh, this series. But when it's a one run game, when it's a one pitch difference today to being one zero versus zero one, I don't think I can get so far down. The offense has been really hard to watch for weeks now, but this offense shouldn't be this bad. They're not a good offense. They're probably the weakest in the postseason, 
but they are also not this bad, if that makes any sense. So there is like a chance of like, you know, two to three runs, which should be enough with the pitching. But no bump day tomorrow. You got the Rays that are going to unload the bullpen too. So you're only going to have good pitching. And gosh, it would be really nice to have a playoff Randy show up. It, it would be. It would be. And we'll see. It'll be another 12.07 Eastern time. First pitch to Darby. I hope you get a good night's rest. Get your coffee again tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll be back live after game two, hopefully in a much better mood. Hopefully we're not doing the, the postmortem uh, for this uh, season. Uh, but thank you to everyone who tuned in and shared some of their thoughts today. Um, if you missed any of this conversation, it will be available this evening as a podcast. Uh, so make sure to download and um, follow or subscribe to our podcast network, wherever you get your podcasts to make sure that every new episode is downloaded directly to your device. Um, as always, make sure to head on over to DRaysBay.com. We've got tons of great postseason coverage, um, including a, a game recap. I'm not sure how fun that will read uh, after today's performance, but definitely go check it out. And once again, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll be back tomorrow after game two. Thank you.